queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Did someone say takeover? <laughs> oh, now, those y'all listening to the show, it's like we've been taking over podcast world for a couple of years now, but it's like we had to up the ante a little bit. So y'all know our friend Jay Bougie doing his thing up east and everything. He had to come back today and he brought most of his crew. So we're proud to bring on today the boys from take the guys from takeover jay bougie p savage and one half of the faceless ones jocko what's up guys yes 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 thank you oh. thank you for, for having us on oh yeah, no i appreciate you guys no definitely it's definitely our pleasure and everything we are missing one so sorry face couldn't be with us and everything but it's just like he's here in spirit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. that's yeah. the best way to have him baby savage here for face Okay, perfect, perfect. Baby Savage is there for face. Jolie, you were you were looking for Bougie last week. Here he is. What's up, Bougie? What's going on? It's just amazing how far you've come since the first time we spoke with you, and you, you know, have grown so much in it seems like a short amount of time. Yeah, it's funny. I actually did a um, I did like a podcast last week, and I was saying the same thing. The guy was like, "Yo, like when we first interviewed you, it was just." it was so different. And now like, look at you, you're really becoming who you are. And it's like, I kind of look at it how before it was like, I didn't have to, I, like, I would have to like put myself out there. You know, I was like being like real loud, you know, like making a statement, like y'all going to pay attention to me. And now it's more like the eyes are here. So I could be a bit more cool, calm. And then it's like, I got my guys with me now too. You know, like we're, we're one whole collective unit and just like, Yo, like y'all really doing what y'all said y'all was going to do a year ago. Like we all just, I think we just hit a year now, right? I think we all did. Yeah, we all just hit a year. Give or take, yeah. You're an independent scene. Yeah. Nice. Jacob makes a year on independent scene in May. Yeah. Yeah. First week of May. Yeah. So I made a year on independent scene back in uh, March, March 27th. So, and then I was just last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We kind of staggered and and all came on independent scene together. So. Well, you know that I will always be hyping you up because <laughs> you have all like you sparked something and you had something that was just uh fan fucking tastic about your personality. Like you said, I don't care if it's NXT, UK, AEW, New Japan, like you want to take over everything, and I can honestly see you doing that. And um, yo, uh Swerve, Swerve, if you're listening, keep an eye on this guy. <laughs> This guy's going to go places, and uh, I, I kind of want to see you fight him and see yeah. him beat you, because oh. I know Ooh. he will. 
Oh, I look, I don't gotta see it no more. I don't gotta see it no more. This is great. I love and, it. Uh, the faithless guys, yo, I need you guys to go against the Hardy Boys. Come on. <laughs> yo, are we not saying that? Let keep throwing that out there because I, I need that. I I definitely need I heard this yeah. is their last run. I need that. Yo, they and, need uh, to be on their last run. Savage? Hundred percent. I, I need you to go against Karrion Cross. Just saying. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, honestly, Just- too, uh, he's he's somebody I, I kind of look up to. He's a he's a Puerto Rican from New York. So um I'm cut from the same cloth. So him and uh guys like Damian Priest, we kinda all kind of follow what each other's doing. So Karrion Cross is somebody I definitely want to beat the hell out of. So hold on, time out, time out, time out. Cross is Puerto Rican? Yeah, I didn't know that either. You didn't know that, Kat? No! Cross and Priest. Kayla, what the hell? Cross is your boy. I knew that. I don't know why you didn't know that. I didn't but know hey, that. But if PJ went up against him, I'd be kind of twisted here because, you know, he sounds like, uh, you know what? Hands up. Both of you win. Hands win. <laughs> Oh my god! And it's just like just that little, just the mentality that you have, Pete, uh, Savage, and everything. It's just like, oh my god, that would be a killer fight. That would be, oh, that would be so, we're manifesting this shit today. Yeah, definitely. Cross Cross likes to tell stories. I love that. I love that about him. He wants to come out, and tell the stories, and, and be a creative character, and do all that stuff. He has a lot in his mind. So the promos and everything leading into it would be really good. Well, that's the best. That's the best thing about wrestling, and that's like one of the reasons why. Like, there's few wrestlers that I will absolutely always love, no matter if they're an asshole in real life or not. Um, Becky Lynch, one of yeah. probably one of the best female storytellers. Her and Bianca's from SummerSlam last year up until WrestleMania, fantastic. That was like, fire. That was probably one of their best matches, and and this is somebody who's been following Becky since she started in WWE. Uh, Sasha Banks, another great storyteller. Um, when it comes to the guys, Karrion Cross is definitely a great storyteller, but so is Chimaso Champa. And um, yeah. I'm loving this. Uh, even though he scares the fuck out of me because his name, his last name is Gacy. And the only Gacy I ever think of because I watch serial killer shit is John Wayne and clowns. <laughs> but what, what Braun Breaker is doing with Gacy right now is probably some of the best shit I've seen on any, like yeah. even in AEW, like um, who's, who's doing the uh, whole uh, William Regal, Daniel Bryan, those guys. Yeah. That's oh, been, yes, yeah. yes. Thank you, thank you. That's been really like again. I don't watch a lot of AEW personal reasons, but I absolutely fucking love it. I yeah. mean, even the um, like you know, uh, even the House of Black is so yeah, fucking be- Alistair, or I'm sorry, Malachi. <laughs> Malachi, yeah, yeah, I still do the same. I will sometimes slip and call him Tommy because I watch his um, Black Mass streams with his clothing guys. So it's always Tommy to me. But yeah. like Malachi and all them, just great. Edge, another great fucking storyteller. That's what the, that's what wrestling has been missing. And I don't think like people have realized that for like the past 10 years, even in the independent circuits, that like there hasn't been those storytellers. You guys are storytellers. Yeah. You guys, you guys have started something with a small spark and it's starting to catch like a raging wildfire. And like, I can't wait to see you guys show up one day on AEW Dark because that'll be the first time I will tune in. I will tell you that right now. If you three or you four ever show up on AEW, I will tune in and watch it live. If Caleb, I am, Caleb, if I am, this down. 
If uh, I am physically what is possible. it? 424, 221 p.m. Got it. If <laughs> I am physically possible, I might be at like, it depends on when it happens and what I'm doing at that moment. But if I am physically able to, I will tune in to watch you guys do your thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy you say that about the whole storytelling thing. Like, I'm huge on it. So, uh, like, Edge, Edge, in my opinion, has been the best promo since he's come back. Oh. Everything he's done has had a personal note to it, has had something, like, really deep and touching the edge, no pun intended, and everything he's done. When he came back, he did the Orton stuff, and he always – one thing Edge uses, he goes very simple and tries to use, like, simple things as, such as, like, an injury angle or really hurting you. Mm-hmm. He's been using the concerto a lot, and it touches a personal note with a lot of people. His neck, head injuries, it's always going to touch a little nerve. But one right. person that I'm a huge fan of that I've watched his stuff and somebody I'm implementing a lot of his stuff into my game is Bray Wyatt. Um, and not just, like, the Fiend stuff, not that. More so of, like, when he was Bray and Firefly, Firefly, Funhouse Bray, and uh, when he was going against Orton and John Cena and all these guys, he went into their past. Mm-hmm. He dug out little things of them to bring them back of the old self, bring the story full circle to really make sure whatever I'm doing right now, I'm going to give the audience the best version of you versus the best version of me. Hence why, like, when I snuck onto Shane Taylor's pro, uh, promotions, when Shane Taylor was doing his little podcast and I snuck <laughs> onto um, I called him Pretty Boy Killer because he was in a tag team a long time ago with Keith Lee called the Pretty Boy Killers. Um, I touched on his time in Rebellion with uh, Caprice Coleman and Kenny King. I touched on that. I want to touch nerves. I want him to sit down and go, oh, wow, this guy's paying attention. When I hit him with the line, I know you're not from Texas. You're from Cleveland, Ohio, the east side of Cleveland. Like, once, I did, once I did that, his, you could see his eyes turn to the camera like, oh, shit. Shit just got real. You know, so I saw, I saw that clip. I saw that clip. It's like you threw him for a loop on that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's little things like that that I'm pulling from Bray and other characters to really give that story. Like I, I told John, I talked to Jacob all the time. I want to be all of us. I want all of us to be the draw. Bring back right. that big fight feel. You watch Tyson because you knew he was going to knock somebody out in two minutes. You watch Conor McGregor because you know he was going to be one of the most entertaining things you saw. Everybody ordered that UFC pay-per-view. Everybody watched Stone Cold Steve Austin because they knew what he was going to bring to the table. I want you to watch PJ Savage because you don't know what's going to happen. I want you to watch Jay Bougie because you know he's going to be just out of pocket. He's going to be crazy. He's going to touch people's nerves. He's going to piss people off. And you're going to want to watch it. Half the time, you don't know if it's a shoot or a drill. And Jacko is like the most annoying thing on this planet. I don't even like He's annoying. <laughs> Every show he comes out, the man just does not shut up. And it's like one of those things that it's going to touch nerve with everybody. And then I love all of our shows because we all come out together, but it's separate. Mm-hmm. We all bring different energies on all our, all of our in- entrances. If it's Jacob's match, J- Jacko's match, I'm sorry. Jacko's match with face. He brings a different energy. John comes out. It's a whole different energy. When I right. come out, it's a whole different energy. So it, it's it's storytelling in the little details. Yeah, d- definitely on that. And, and it's funny that you mentioned like the storytelling stuff because we was riding in the car coming home. And I definitely, I was like, hey, bro, like what type of like wrestlers think we are? Like, you know, like what type of matches do we put on? It's like, we're definitely storytellers. And then uh, last night we had fun where each entrance we did something different. So one of the entrances, <laughs> I was faced. 
like I was doing all the face mannerisms and just doing all like the crazy stuff that he'd be doing. And then face was kind of like being like me. And then PG was being like someone else. And it's like, we got that ability where it's like, we're able to entertain and like perform on each occasion that we come out and provide something different where it doesn't get boring. And it's like, we just be having fun. Like we just try and pop ourselves most of the time. And then it just ends up happening. And the fans is like, oh, like, yo that was dope like what's going on like people looking at me crazy last night like yo what's wrong with Bucci? like when did he become a face <laughs> it, it, it just be cool stuff like that but you know it's all a part of the story though like we just want to do something different that makes you tune in oh my god that's fantastic and everything and that's just like and that's just like what brings in people more it's like because they never know what they're gonna get from you guys yeah literally yeah all right well before we go any further we got a little business to take care of because it's like pj savage Jocko, you're new to the show we don't know you and everything so i'm gonna turn this to kayla over to kayla for a second so she we get to know you guys a little bit better um but i'm going to bounce off what julie said real quick before we find this um our little thing um she's right you have uh bougie since the last time you've accomplished a lot you you know you've gone out there you show what you got you're bringing it and i just wanted to say I'm very proud of you and I'm excited to see what more taking over and more exciting things you're going to do. So I just wanted to say congratulations and I'm proud of you. So keep up, keep fighting. Thank you. All right. Like Kat said, we all, um, even us Queens and the Jester had to do it when we first started our podcast. So since you kind of wedged into a little bit at the beginning, PJ, but um, we'll start with you. Tell us, what was that moment, wrestler, or just that special moment that made you the wrestling fan that you are today? How did you get in wrestling as a fan? Uh, the fan moment was WrestleMania 10. Uh, Bret Hart went in the heavyweight title at the end of the pay-per-view. I was there. I was live. I was a little four-year-old kid sitting in the crowd, watching all the wrestlers bleed through the background and raise him up. And it was, it was just a moment that just clicked for me, just, just watching him being hoisted up. And then... Uh, one of the moments that was like huge for me just in my life in general was I was at the garden in uh, 2002 when Triple H came back. When just hearing, like, I would never forget that. It was like, I was there yesterday, just the crowd, just thousands of people, the energy that was felt throughout that building. That's the only way I could describe it. It was just like energy and just feeling that it was like, I need to make people feel like that one day. And, I was I was hooked from Bret Hart, but that 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 was a moment in time that really just I, there was nothing left for me at that point. All right, Jacko, what was yours? What was your moment when they got you as far as like a wrestling fan? I want to hear this. Um, <laughs> oh God! Um, it was just a compilation of seeing uh, multiple different large and life individuals. Like I've said it a lot, like. Um, Someone like you brought up the Hardy Boys, seeing someone like just so overly flamboyant, so to speak. It's so different. So like everyone come out there in trunks and boots. The Hardy Boys come out with their with their with their uh, cargos and, and their sleeves and different hair. And it was just something like that. Or or uh, the the big one for me was Undertaker, and I'm mm-hmm. um, seeing like this larger than life character, very odd, very someone you couldn't grasp, and like. He's even someone like I like to implement in what I do today, even though I'm very loud. Undertaker wasn't um, Undertaker. Whenever he spoke, it didn't matter what he was saying. He was uh, he captivated you. He, he, he always 
made sure to, uh, didn't matter where he was going with whatever he was talking about. He always captivated. You always paid attention. You were hooked on every single word. So uh, I would say stuff like that. And I'm going to say with Undertaker, um, I, when I watched his Hall of Fame induction, it was just like the most inspiring speech for the Hall of Fame I've ever heard in my life. And it was just like, and uh, my friend comments says, wow, his speech was actually longer than his entrance for once. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I agree with that. I can see why, you know, especially you, both of you, you know, what you got into it, the special moments, and then you bring the Undertaker, most inspiring. He can just come out there and say, rest in peace. And, you know, you're done for the night. Oh. You know, it's just so, um, but it's awesome. Awesome, great stories. I love, we always love hearing what, how you got involved with the wrestling fans and just different things like that. Mm-hmm. all right so big question is how did takeover become what it is like how did it get formed how how did it get started uh you go ahead pj you, you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a pj so, answer yeah, yeah that, that's all him bro we all we all started with each other at gleason's uh we was all trained by wwe hall of fame and johnny rods um we was all under that learning tree for a while and uh, I was very loyal to Johnny. I was I was the stickler. They know this. Um, so Johnny has this rule, like, you can't go out and do independence. You have to stay under his tree. You, you can only wrestle for him. You can only train with him. You can't go do seminars, everything. And uh, we was wrestling a lot of people out there. Like, at the shows, at some of Johnny's shows, I wrestled Willie Mack. I wrestled LaParker. I wrestled Bobby Lashley. And I just felt like no one knew. No one knew what was going on. And then the pandemic hit. Um, before the pandemic, we had started a YouTube show called uh, WW Flash. And it was just something so we can all get exposure. So we have these roots that are like deeply connected. They were with me on all these crazy ideas. I would start a YouTube show. I would start a crazy pay-per-view. We had September Challenge. It was like out all in. And it was just, there was a lot of ideas I had going. And these were my guys. Like they were my they rode with me with anything. I had a crazy idea. They never even questioned it. And they just was like, let's do it. And let's do it and get eyes on us. Because that's what I was all about. Just like, if I'm going to be at a place, I want that place to be looked at as the best place for talent. Because if I'm there and I'm considered one of the best guys there and a crop full of stallions, a crop just full of gold bars, then what am I going to look like? It's going to elevate me no matter what. So, uh, then comes the pandemic and uh none of us are wrestling everything shut down new york was hit hard just like every other state and um we started to go train up at a sanctuary a place in pennsylvania it was like a three-hour drive it was horrible there was no ac (laughs) no heat we're going in the dead of winter you could see your breath in the ring and it just felt good but one of the things was like all right this is our first taste my first taste of just training somewhere else, being in a different ring. And uh, we all sat at the, like, church chairs. <laughs> the, the, whatever you call Pews. them. Yeah. And, and I, uh... we're, we're all sitting there and we're talking. And they're kind of looking at me because they know I'm the one that has to make the decision of, am I going to leave? Am I going to leave Gleason's? Or am I going to stay and be loyal for another three, four years? And uh, I looked at them and I was like, if I do this, you guys are doing it with me. (laughs) And we're going to be brothers in this, but we're not going to be one foot in and one foot out like a bunch of other people were. We're going to hit the indie hard and we're going to take it over. Legit, that's exactly what I said. 
and they looked at me and was like, okay, let's do it. And I think Jacob or me, it was probably me. I started another group chat. I'm a group chat guy. <laughs> but John, John, I think, I don't know who, you guys can confirm. I don't know who originally called the chat takeover. It wasn't me. Nah, it was you. It was because I, I, I remember this. Yeah, I, I, I was playing Call of Duty and you called me. You was like, yo, like, 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 we need a name. Like, like what, would we, what would we call ourselves? And then you was like, um, what like stood out from NXT? Because because PJ is a uh, dude that yeah. like like the earlier days of NXT. Like, what made people like tune in and what right. like made it so different? So that that's like kind of like where the name came from there too. It was a point in time when NXT was looked at better than Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like when Finn Balor was there, when Kevin Owens first got there, when they had that indie resurgence of guys that crept into. It. NXT and they first started the takeovers All right. and it, that was very influential on me because that was when I first started training so seeing NXT takeover for the fatal four-way between Sami Zayn uh, Tyler Breeze uh, Neville Neville Tyson someone, Kidd yeah, yeah, Tyson yeah, Kidd uh, yeah Tyson Kidd I was watching that on the train coming home from training like and I was like I need to see this so I can like study it so the takeovers were huge for me. They yeah. were huge. So like when that kind of, when we was hitting the independency and takeovers were kind of done uh, in terms of the NXT sense. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, why not just do it? Because we're going to keep that vibe with us. And, and NXT had a following. When Finn Balor was there, man, everybody was drawn in on it. Shinsuke, when all those guys were there, NXT was like the thing. So I studied that heavily. So I completely forgot about that. Like takeover, the NXTs was like very influential on all of us. It worked. Wow, that's what, how that came together and everything's more inspiring. How our take more inspiring than how our takeover started. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically me, just like, hey, who wants to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's what we need. Yeah, me and Cap said, let's do it. And look, two years later. And then it's like we were playing around. Yeah, definitely. And it's like we were playing around with names. And it's like I do an opinion article called The Queen Steak. And it's like we were wrestling around with names. And then Jolie said, Queen's Takeover. I'm like, going, that's it. We're good. 100% sense. There's no brainer there. For real. And it's like it went from the singular queen to the plural. And then that's two years later. Here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Two years in. That's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Big Two years in uh, February. And oh, the thing man. is, we all connect with our brains, like, you know, and different things, but we still have not actually met in real life yet. That's what's oh. even more crazy about Oh, that's awesome. Uh, this is uh, like, uh, like uh, when you meet people over Xbox Live and then yeah. meet them, like, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then when yeah. you finally meet them, it's like, oh my gosh, how are you? This is what you... I want to cry like a fucking baby. I, 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 was I know. Say, someone's I, gonna cry. Someone's gonna that, cry. Gabby me. Gabby it's it's me. gonna be one of those two. I'm just gonna be like, I'm used to this shit. Oh, uh, you're gonna be the first one. <laughs> now that she says that, cat, she's gonna be the one to be like. No, here's oh the, here's the thing. Like, what they don't realize is that I have created groups with different people, and like, just for like New York Comic Con, you guys yeah. know the Javis Center. Mm-hmm. You know how fucking huge that place gets. Yeah. You know, and just meeting them and like meeting them at like the train station and staying in a hotel. It's just I'm used to doing that. Like I literally just met one of my other best friends at uh Urba Palooza, which was 
during uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it wasn't crying. It was just nerves because it's just yeah. somebody that you didn't know that you were going to connect with and you're meeting them and you get to hug them for the first time. And it was just nerves. And after that, it was just like we were two best friends that knew each other since day one. Yeah. And that's basically what this has become. This has become a sisterhood. And while they're the queens, I'm the jackass gesture. And I fucking love my role. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like with all three of us, it's like different players, different um, different personas and everything that we bring in because it's like Jolie's in Delaware, uh, Kayla's in South Carolina, and I'm in Texas. So, Oh, yeah, those are three different personalities all mixed together. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Yes, but I'm, 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 I'm a transplant Delawarean. I'm originally from the Philly area, so you already damn well know Ooh, that, that I'm going to have she a got fucking Philly on <laughs> got that, I don't like people from Philly. Y'all rub me the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you like me? Okay, so it's all good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. But there's some New Yorkers that rub me the wrong way, but you know what? I don't yeah, think... Yeah, hell yeah. That's the point of it, you know? <laughs> that's that's okay. the whole point. Uh, but question, Quick question. Hold on. No, no. Let me first. Yankees or Mets? Oh, oh you Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. You were just about to take my... That was what I was gonna ask. Okay, then I don't hate y'all too much. If you were Mets fans, then we'd be beefing. Yeah, I can't do the Mets. Uh-uh. I, I yeah, was having no. this funny conversation with my wife uh, like two days ago. We was watching Yankee game. My oldest son, Abel, he's in this phase where like he's just he doesn't like anything I like. If I say I like the Yankees, he likes the Mets. If I say I like red, he likes blue. So the other day we was watching the Yankee game. He goes, Dad, what's the other team's name? And I was like, oh, they're the Guardians. He was like, go Guardians. And I looked at my wife. I was like, if that boy walks into my house with a Red Sox jersey one day, I'm going to beat his ass. Oh, you're not going to like me then. You're not going to like me then. No, no, don't say it. Don't say it. My husband's originally from Boston. Oh, oh, that's it. We got to end this podcast, guys. It was nice talking to you. (laughs) Okay, but are all Yankees fans like, um, you guys, you guys are you guys are passionate and everything, but I can tell you all are upsetting you guys. What is it with some of these Yankees fans, like the Guardian, the game yesterday when they were throwing fucking beer bottles at the outfielders? That's 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 that whole point where it's like Yankee fans aren't quite Philly fans. Philly fans throw the kitchen sink at you. You can attest to this. Philly fans, Listen, Philly we fans throw batteries crazy. at a drunk guy terrorizing kids dressed at Santa one time. They threw never... a Mets fan's phone into the field this season. <laughs> like, that tells you what Philly fans are. Well, but New York fans... Have, and, and hold on, but you will know that a lot of Philly fans, including myself, like, commented on that thread saying, we don't... Yeah. We yeah. don't accept that. No, yeah, it's the same I, I will, thing. I will jaw. I will jaw with somebody because I work for Lincoln Financial Field, so I work for different football. I, I see all the different, like, Dallas fans, Giants fans. And I'll tell you this right now. I love me Giants fans that come up and say, you know what? Fuck them cowboys. I'm like, cowboys. you good. I don't care who wins today, y'all good. You you you're good people's in my book. But <laughs> there's one consensus that every fan that has ever come to my stadium is fuck the cowboys. That's fair. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Completely fair. Oh my god. All, universal. That's a universal <laughs> That's even, uh, I, I think for the, NFC, it's fuck the cowboys, and for AFC, sorry Steve, sorry cat, fuck the Patriots. Oh no! Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. I'm not. I'm not a Patriots fan. 
He knows oh, this. She, I she's, love... real, she's with a real Bostonian. That, that's that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that is. Uh, my, uh, here's what I tell people. I married him, not his teams. Okay. All right. That's fair. fair. That's I married him, not his teams. No, hey, Julie. My family has no choice. They have to root for my teams. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmama was the same way. Like, All right. Quick story. Then you can ask your question. I was teased a lot in middle school and high school. In middle school, everybody was on me because, you know, I was an Eagles fan. Eagles sucked back in the early 90s. So to, uh, you know, try to fit in, I bought a Cowboys hat. My defense, my defense is this. It's arguably that Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith was the best quarterback running back tandem of that era. That is my defense for that. I wore that hat for two seconds in my grandmama's house. She said, you either take that off or get the hell out. Trash can. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's that mentality. I got my house. I'm telling you, my son never tries to be a Boston fan or a Mets fan. It's, it's gone down. Gone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all guys are going to have to send like a police over to the Savage's house and everything and clear up that disturbance. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, Jolie, didn't we see something um, on Twitter and everything where these guys were at a recent IWA event or something? Yeah. Takeover. Yeah. That was where the takeover commenced. So that that was the the spark of the revolution. Yeah. Takeover is going to start riding a wave of momentum. Um, One of the things I love about how Takeover really came together on the independent scene was when we first decided to hit the independent scene, I started to get a lot of bookings right off the bat. So it was like, I got to build up a lot of momentum. And uh, it was like, what am I going to do with the momentum that I'm building up? And it was like, why not just give it to the group? Why not really put it into takeover and use the momentum that we have? So that kind of started in, uh, I would say about a month ago, or not a month ago, right, right around December. December was when TakeOver really started to form in the independent sense. And, um, yeah, it was right around there. And then we had a little hiatus, like a couple weeks. We was off in January. Mm -hmm. And we was like, that's it. So we started to set up everything where it was like, all right, this needs to happen. And then STP kind of fell into our laps. But once STP fell into our laps, we we still have a roadmap that's not done. It's going to continue next weekend. Mm -hmm. It was happening this weekend at... uh, mega slam for swf so it's like there's a lot of things that are in play right now that it's going to be really fun to see but iwa was the first place that we really wanted to kick it off there because they're the first place that really gave us the nod to become takeover as a whole because jacob was not jacob john wasn't canon yeah yeah yeah. for for some reason i i didn't exist in the universe there so now i'm canon you're in the multiverse it's all good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, you're talking to a nerd, so I, I, you say canon. I know exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, that that was uh, Jacko's phrase. He he coined that first. He said, "You're not canon." Canon. canon. Yeah. Canon. Yes. Yes. Emphasis on every A. Canon. <laughs> oh man! No, because it's like I was like. I was like showing uh, Jolie some stuff and everything. And it's like, y'all right. And it's like IWA event over the weekend and everything. And it's like, I was like, wait, he had a title. He had a title. They had a title. It's like, what? it was like, Oprah, huh? you get a title and you get a title and you get a title. <laughs> Everybody gets a title. Fuck Everybody the haters. Gets a title. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know what's cool about that, too? That's a show that you can literally, like, watch from beginning to end. Like, like usually whenever, like, I'll share, like, the shows I'm on, like, I'll tell people the timestamps where, where I'm at, where PJ's at, where, where, where we're at overall. But that's one show where it's, like, it's a story the whole night. Like, literally from the first bell to the last bell and even after the last bell. Like, it is so much went on and it, it, it's, it's really good. I can't wait for y'all to be able to see that. It, it's up on YouTube. It, it went up last night. I, I don't know if that's a private link or if you're gonna. No, 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 it's up. Oh, it's, it's up. Oh, it's, oh, okay. It's so up. yeah, I'll I'll send it over to you for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And I'll pass them. Yeah, I'll definitely pass it on to them and everything. I only wish I was gonna be up in uh up in that area when the shit with the SCP goes down and everything. Jolly, you might have to get that Saturday off. Trust me, I'm trying to get Saturdays off. They're they're. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on a Friday. We we, we did it on a Friday, May twenty for Friday. Oh shit! I'm looking at the damn poster. Hello. <laughs> I'm looking at the poster on my phone and everything. It is a Friday. My bad. Wait, is nah. it, what? Sorry, right before Memorial Day, or is it after? It's twentieth. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I would go. Honestly, I'll tell you this right now. But my, uh, I have family obligations. Sorry, my cu- it my will my be youngest. Streamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be streamed. Well, no, see, my thing is like, she's gotten to meet people from Mission Pro. And I've wanted to go meet the uh, the Kirks because they're local, kind of. Yeah. Um, I want to, you know, eventually meet Bougie and meet you guys now. But it's just like, you know, for me, with my situations, like my youngest niece is graduating from high school. She's 18, Uh, which is fucking like, Jesus Christ, when did she grow up? Um, And so it's just like, you know, but yeah, no, I will definitely check out the live stream. I can't wait for that. Just because one, I I have loved, like, I, I know you were talking before, like, you know, your grandmother got you into it, Savage. My grandmother got me into wrestling. So it's like, it's like a generational thing where like, she loved, you said, well, before we started recording, uh, classy Freddie Blassie, I remember him, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Despite all of my issues with the man now, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, again, issues with that man right now. I, I, Iron Sheik. Anybody else just love the Iron Sheik on Twitter? Oh, he's oh, gone. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't love the Iron Sheik on Twitter. Exactly. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he pops yeah. Hogan every once in a while, too, though. I, I, I love it. He goes, he goes, go fuck yourself, especially you, Hulk Hogan. I'm just like, I love this guy. He's, he's committed to it. Committed every day. Yeah. He, I just that, love how he chimes in on random world situations. He called Will Smith a jabroni. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's, just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing with, 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 with the Sheik. Like, that, that is storytelling at its finest right there. Yeah. Like, definitely. he is still in character 30, 40 years later. Yep. But, like, but just like, the resurgence of the independent scene, um, I think, to be honest, was one of the best things to come out of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and we're yeah. right at the forefront of that. Yeah, definitely. But, and right. it, it's just amazing. Like, you know, you've got you guys, you've got uh, Thunder Rosa with Mission Pro. You've got yep. the guys down in Coastal Championship Wrestling down in yep, Florida. Florida. And you know everything that Effie does, and all yeah. the, 
big gay wrestling, all that, like, you know, the big gay wrestling, I'm loving that that surgeons resurgence yeah, too. I think that's beautiful. fantastic. And it's just like, you know, but it's like everybody bitches and complains about the pandemic, but it's like, you know, so much came out of it and we don't seem thankful enough. And I'm honestly thankful that this podcast came out of the pandemic. Y'all came out of the pandemic and y'all are taking over because of the pandemic, because you said, you know what, this, this shit shut (laughs) us down. We're going to shut everything else down. Fuck it. We're taking over. Yeah, because honestly, if the pandemic doesn't happen, we're probably still running flash. We're still trying to make a name for ourselves in Brooklyn. We're still like staying in that little bubble we was in. You wouldn't go. Yeah, uh, we wouldn't go. Yeah, no, it would have been hard. I was very loyal to Johnny Rods. I still am. Um, He was he was a huge mentor to me. You said Dusty like Dusty was I'm a huge Dusty guy. Dusty Mm -hmm. Rhodes. He was a guy that my grandmother loved. So I followed him like very closely. I've watched that documentary. I can't count how many times anymore. Um, But he was so Johnny kind of reminded me of Dusty. And Dusty has passed. So I, I yeah. wanted to latch on to Johnny and just squeeze everything uh-huh. out of that brain is. So uh, I, I was very loyal. So, But the oh. pandemic, I think, was like the best thing to happen to independent wrestling. Yeah. Just in general, because it, it kind of wiped the slate clean for every single promotion and gave us a chance to step onto these platforms on a clean slate and just be like, look, we're new, we're here, and it's acceptable, acceptable for us just to pop up out of nowhere. At every single promotion, yeah. so the pandemic was helpful. Exactly, uh, and I, I've got that. a, I've got a, a Cody story for you, real quick. Ooh, I, like I, I met, I met, <laughs> I, no, I met Cody. Um, Stephen Amell did Heroes and Villains in Secaucus, New Jersey, uh, for a couple times. It was like linked the Walker Stalker cons that came in through there, and Cody was there because they were doing that whole wrestling when he was doing SummerSlam and all that stuff. Yep. I, my big thing that I do. Whenever I meet old-time wrestlers, uh, I've met Slaughter, uh, DiBiase, a lot of some of the old guys. Um, but I went to Cody. I said, I never got to thank your father. No. Because no. your father was the reason why I had a relationship with my grandmother. Oh, because I'm a second-born. She, sex- she hated second-borns. But wrestling, wrestling is what created us and connected us. Yeah. And, you know, I it was still rather fresh because she had like passed away a couple years earlier than that and he just held my hand and let me cry like Cody Rhodes is probably one of the nicest guys that I have met when it comes to like besides y'all but I haven't really I'm just gotten to know y'all but like back then like he was one of the nicest guys and it's just it's so nice to see when people tell stories about his dad how humbled he is and it's nice that he's not angry or bitter like some of these people like some of these old-time wrestlers are because one guy that i said my story to he was like a complete and utter dick to me it's like you have to realize like you guys created something that created relationships with people and if you want to be dicks about it do it not when somebody's you know paying to see you yeah paying homage to especially in those moments it just sucks yeah, and like that happened to me with Honky Tonk Man at New York Comic Con. I tried to go to him and tell him like my grandmother loved him, and he just kid him going. That was it. From- that was who said it to me. He told he was a fucking dick. Oh, you see, like the Honky Tonk. <laughs> fuck Honky Tonk Man. Fuck Honky Tonk, dude. Holy <laughs> shit, complete and fucking dick. Now wow. DiBiase, on the other hand, loved it. Loved my yeah. story. 
Because I said, like, I said, she fucking hated you. He gave his million dollar man laugh. And he goes, yeah. I love that. I love hearing these stories. I'm glad I was helpful to help you. Yeah. Like that, yeah. DiBiase fucking respect the hell out of him for that. Yeah. that Honky tonk, no, he can, he can go fuck himself with a sport. That's, that's one of the reasons, like, I'm so into, like, what Cody's doing and everything Cody does. Cody's a big influence on me now. He was when he was doing All In. I was part of, like, the September Challenge. If you look at the TakeOver versus STP poster, it's very reminiscent of all in and all out. It has the same vibe. It's done in the same kind of way. We we draw off those inspirations, but there's two things in particular that Cody always took out with me. Um, the line he always said about with fans, he would see how wrestlers are when they interacted with fans at these three hour long lines and mm-hmm. how, how much, you know, does a wrestler give to a fan that would tell him how good of a person a wrestler is just by how they interact with the fans. So I always took that to heart. Like I give the fan interaction. They, the guys know last night it was crazy. Now we, whenever we have intermission or this like fan interaction, we have like, we needed security guards last night. I'm not even joking to make sure people didn't fall. Cause there was a pool right next to us. Literally we didn't fall into the pool because we had too big of a crowd surrounding Ooh. us. So like it's and and that's cool. Everybody's coming to me. It's like, can't take a picture. Uh, how much is it? No, it's free. Just take a picture. It's a picture, bro. Come here. And then if fans like show me a lot of like love and you know that they, they you could tell they're fans and they follow you, I'll tell them, hey, hit, send me your address. I'll send you a free eight by ten. It's like little things like that that I caught from Cody, just on how he interacted with fans. And then the second thing I got from Cody was the whole, there's more than one Royal family in wrestling. My whole goal is to get my family into wrestling. I want the Savages or whatever they end up calling me to be synonymous with professional wrestling. I want to create that next family in the business. So I'm, I'm huge on Dusty and all of them just because of that, especially because they did it outside of WWE. They showed they can do it without the machine. And that's one of the things I'm proud of being an independent guy right now because I want to show I can do something without the machine behind me before I get there. That's awesome. I love that and everything. And it's like, I know this is like audio podcast and everything, but it's like, y'all can see Kayla. She got the nightmare family yeah. flag behind her and everything. She <laughs> rubs them hard. We got, we got to send her a takeover flag so she can put it right next to it. Come on, bring it. <laughs> I'll put it up. <laughs> Y'all should have seen her and everything. It's like the rumors were coming out before WrestleMania that Cody was coming back. Kayla's a big fan, but she didn't want to believe it until she actually saw it. I was actually, I, I wasn't down. I was actually at WrestleMania and everything. So I was texting her in the meantime. I'm, I was like going, you feel better now, Kayla? And she's like, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I was, and I was just sitting here over here like, I fucking told you. <laughs> well, see, I mean, the fireworks went out when the when Seth threw his jacket when threw his jacket over the fireworks went up and all the way, and it went black. And I saw the gold light. Something just told me. I said, "Okay," wasn't quite sure. And then all of a sudden, I heard the dun dun. I looked at my oh, mom. My man, mom and I started screaming. Cool and we definitely heard wrestling has more than one world family. I was just like, I marked out just at the theme song. The fact that they <laughs> used the theme yeah. song, I marked out. I was like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. And it kind of gives independent guys hope. You make yourself a big enough name. There's no reason why they won't use what you create. 
It just has, mm -hmm. like John told me, he watched the interview with Cody and he was like, what Cody said there was, Vince needs something to buy. And if he's yeah. going to buy you, he's going to buy the gimmick if it's worth it. So yeah. that's what I want to do. That's, and I'm sure that's what the guys want to do. We want to give them something to buy. We want to be on that big stage. One of the things, look, I'm very, I want to be WWE. I want to get to the grandest stage of them all. That's what I grew up watching. It's, I have to get there. That's my end, end goal. But one of the reasons that always pushes me is my kids. So, like, I gauge how my kids watch wrestling. Yes, Papa, go play. Um, <laughs> um, I gauge how my kids watch wrestling. And um, I see how they react. My, uh, my daughter, Sophia, my son, Abel, and my oldest, Savannah. Um, I watch how they all react to certain things. And they didn't really know Cody when he was in the AEW. I was a Cody guy. I, I studied him. I followed him. I watched the matches. I watched the promos. I studied him. So he was on my TV. But they never really mentioned him. They never really said his name. The night after WrestleMania, all my kids were asking me for was Cody figures. And they kept running around our house and saying Cody. And that kind of clicked with me. It was like, that's how much power the WWE has. It's one mm -hmm. night there, you're set for life. Yeah. And it's just that power between them and AEW. No, no knock against AEW. I'll take a contract there and try to make it the best company in the world. But it's just one of those things why WWE and WrestleMania is just a whole nother level. And they did Cody justice. And I'm so happy for it. For real, for real. Bougie, what did you, what did you tell us on the very first show First time we had you on, what, what did you say? One day in the future, you'll be WWE. You said, you, you actually told us you will be WWE champion. Oh, yeah, 100%, without I'm a doubt. you be the guy that drops it to him. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the, the – we. so PG and I, we got this thing where we say we, we know we're going to face each other at WrestleMania, like without a doubt. Like, it, it, it's something where it's like – you got a guy that, like, he's been influential on my whole career. Like, I tell everybody that personally, professionally, whatever. And it's like, when you got someone who is as big as PJ, and we we not going to bullshit. Like, PJ is a name out here. Like, he's big. Like, like he, he he's getting it. He's getting it done out here. So, it's like, you have someone like that's on your team and also believes in you. Like, it does just different wonders for your confidence and the same thing like with Jacko and then having face is like we all believe in each other and it's like we know we all gonna be there like with like there's no doubt that the four of us are not gonna be in the same thing says like even if we even if we end up in AEW we're gonna take it to the top we're gonna make it the best promotion that it is or we go to Japan or wherever you want to put us at because like we all have um what, what, what they said at the show uh hive mind hive mind we have that hive mindset you know where it's it's just like we all have like that one goal you know if something's gonna go down we all doing it there's no one left behind there's, there's no egos none of that it's just one hive mind we're going to accomplish it so yeah you, you're definitely going to see us as wwe champions all of us all of us and and some capacity whether it's intercontinental united states to make up a new, new damn title hell who knows but wwe champion at wrestlemania for sure for sure but a WWE championship, if you go for the big top one and the way things are going right now, you might have to face the head of the table. <laughs> Listen. Oh, shit. Hey, don't last get night. Started. Oh, get me started. Oh, Please get me started. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> get me started. Look, STP's on the horizon. Everybody knows that. And we are firmly locked in on STP. But one of the things you guys are going to know about me and learn about all of us is there's a very big picture in our mindset. And STP is a piece of that picture. 
Like we want to get to the grandest stages of them all and do what we do and show the world what we do. So this is our journey getting there and everybody's going to watch and everybody's going to be a part of it. And no one, everybody out here on this scene knows what's in my sights. It's that Samoan dynasty. I want the Samoan dynasty. You want the bloodline. I want all of them. And it, you know what it is, too? I want to be considered the best in this business, no matter what. I want to stand on the top of that mountain. I want people to argue and say PJ Savage needs to be on the Mount Rushmore when it's all said and done. So one thing for me right now is whoever's the best in the business, it's one of the reasons why I always wanted to face Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega at one point was considered the best in the world without the machine behind him. That's mm-hmm. impressive as hell. And there's no doubt in anyone's mind what Roman is right now. Roman is one of those guys He's considered iconic, and I want to take Roman down. In one way or another, I want to be the guy that beats Roman at Mania, whatever stage it is. I want to take him down. I want to tell one hell of a story with him. But in doing that, I want the story to start now. When people's not paying attention to me, when people's not looking at me, when people doesn't expect me to be the guy that beats Roman, I want it to start now. So I'm going to take out every one of his family members. I'm going to beat the shit out of Sean Maluto on May 20th. I'm going to beat the shit out of... Jenny Fatu, I'm going to beat the shit out of everyone. Afa, I'm going to pop up in Pennsylvania and beat his ass. He kills referees. I kill Samoans. I'm going to show up and beat the shit out of every one of those family members. And one of the big names out here that it's going to cumulate with on the independent scene is Jacob Fatu. I'm going to go to war with that man. He's going to know my name. He's going to feel me, and I'm going to take a piece of him with me. Jacob Fatu knows what's coming. He knows. He knows what's coming. But this is all part of a bigger picture because there's going to be that day where I stand across from Roman. I guarantee you, I'm telling you right now, and all of you are going to look back on that day and say, holy shit, that's what he said. John knows everything's by design. Right. There's going to be that day when I stand across from Roman and I get to play all those indie clips. I'm going to own all of it. I'm going to buy in it just so I can show it on WWE television. Look at every family member I took out, and you're the only one left standing. Hell, we hit our entrance last night, and I hit the Uso pose right behind Jacob. <laughs> Jacob and face. Just, just so we can have that clip, and it's going to circulate one day. It's going to pop up, bloodline my ass. This is it. And it's nothing but respect for them. The only reason they're a target, the only reason they're my advisors is because they're the best. Right. There's no denying that they own this business right now. So that's my way of paying respect. Like, I'm going to pay respect to Shane Taylor. I'm going to yeah. pay him respect by beating his ass. I know how great he is. I know how bad he is. I know he's one of the best unsigned talents out here, bar none, period. Everyone's waiting for him to sign a contract and pop up on AEW or WWE. Everyone's waiting okay. for him. All right. Let's get down to this nitty-gritty and everything. May 20th, TakeOver, Shane Taylor Productions. How the hell did this Twitter war st- How did this war start? So, um, honestly, so the day before it happened, we was all talking to each other and um, we was like, yo, like we need something to go down. Cause like, we're all four of us kind of, we all have like different personalities that like offset each other. So one person's like here, the other person's here. We got to like balance each other out. And as you just seen the fire with PJ, he was like, yo, we need to do something like, like, yo, we need to get this done, this, this, and that. And I'm like, oh. yes, he was, he was going crazy. Like, like we're on the phone with him. We're telling him that he's getting mad at us. We're getting mad at him. Like, bro, <laughs> just relax. All right, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. But the basis of it was like, yo, we need another faction. So we're thinking and thinking and thinking. We're like, 
either A, there's no other faction, or B, we have to go somewhere where they're not going to treat us with the same respect. And that's not what we're doing anymore. Like, we've been out here putting this work, and, like, y'all going to respect us. Like, like, we're not taking no secondhand shit anymore. Like, we're standing our ground. So literally the next day where I'm sitting at right now, right now, right here, I'm chilling. I'm whatever, you know what I mean? Might've been playing Call of Duty. I get a notification on Twitter, right? So open my phone, I look at it and it says Red Ron Hut, Shane Taylor Promotions. Feed me Jay Bougie on a platter wrestling world. Now I seen that, I said, oh shit. And, And I just waited. I looked at my phone, I'm like, Nah, no way. So I, I hit the guys off rip. I'm like, yo, look at this. Like, look at this. And to be honest with you, like, it, it, it was kind of like a, it was a, a moment like validation, not just for myself, but for all of us. Cause we literally uh-huh. talked about the night before and then boom, it's right here. I let that, I let it sit for about 30 minutes. So I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. I said, listen, you got your guys. I got my guys. You bring Kaiju, you bring Moses, you bring uh, uh, Khan at the time, Sheen, you know, bring your guys. I got the greatest damn showman, Jacko. I got the Pharaoh Faced. I got a Savage. The Savage of Professional Rest. I got PJ Savage. You bring your guys, I bring my guys, and let's do this right. And then from there, it just went from the back and forth. And I, I, I hit the group chat. I'm like, yo, me and PJ say all the time, uh, Avengers Assemble. Because when we say that, then that means we all go on Twitter and we letting it fly. We letting it go crazy. <gasps> you know, and so then I just feel like, because um, I, I had originally met Rev back in December at a show. And, then, you know, I went up to him. I showed him respect. Like, yo, like, I appreciate what y'all doing out here. Like, I look at y'all and I watch his entrance with uh, Kaiju. And it's, it's that same thing. You look at it, it's like, yo, like, I want that. Like, people going crazy. Everybody's tuned in. They looking and like, yo, I want that. But I need to take them out. Like, like, I need to be where they are. I don't want to be with them. Like, I want to get them up out of here because I already got my guys here. And then that's pretty much how how it came to fruition. And then, you know, Kaiju say you got to clock in. And I was like, all right, PD. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, PD, this old you. I like what Kaiju said, though, when when you snuck up on him at, at his podcast. Oh yeah, we do that. We we run up in we run up in podcasts. We do that. It kind of it showed me that we all kind of have a similar mentality because he was like, "Look, I you can eat. We can all eat, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna sit at my table." Yeah, I'll hand down a piece. I'll hand down a plate, but that's what you eat. <laughs> and it's like that's the point of it. That's the point of all this. We know there's only one spot. We know that there's only one place in this business to call yourself the best, and we right. all gotta take each other out to get there. It's not, you're not going to do it in an underhanded fashion. The point of this yeah. is stare the other man in the face and take him down. Who's better? If you fall down, then you get back up and you climb back up the ladder from the bottom. Like, that's the beauty of this business. It's the comeback story. It's the who's the now and who's next. Like, that's that's what this whole thing is about. So, like, wait, wait. like he said, we was talking about who we're going to face. We need a faction. We need somebody. And STP fell right into our lap. They fell right into the trap. They yeah. thought we was just gonna be some random guys, some new guys, you know. Nah, it's it's not gonna happen. That's not what we do. Like, look at when I hit Shane Taylor up, popped into his podcast, sit down, called him out where he's from, Cleveland, Ohio. He from the east side of Cleveland. I know. We, we two men, we grew up in the hood. We we grew up in the gutter. I'm from Harlem. I grew up <laughs> in projects. I know what he's talking about. I know right. he's robbed and. You just gotta like be like, I right, gotta buy a bigger lock on my door. 
You know, like that's that's the mentality we walk outside with. I hit him with that one line. John loves this line. I was like, we two men that can tell the difference between a firecracker and a gunshot. That is very different. We yeah. are two very different men, but we are very similar. And that's that's a dangerous, dangerous formula that you're going to see in the ring. So dangerous. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to be so something where you guys are hungry. And, like, and you know what? He said something very interesting to me, too, where it was like, I kept saying we got nothing to lose because I look at everything like I got nothing to lose. I'll sacrifice right. everything just to be in the middle of that ring. Everything. Like, the boys know that. They know the things I've said. I'll sacrifice. I'll sacrifice it all just for a chance to, to kick down that door. And he was like, you know what? We don't have everything to lose. Like, we do have something to lose. We both fathers. We both are trying to sign contracts. We both have kids. We both have lives we want to live. Right. We both lived on this earth for a long time, and, and we want to make a name for ourselves. And we're staring down each other. And, and it's very true, but that's the point. Like you said something earlier about wins and losses and all this stuff. The wins don't matter to us. They don't. The, wins <laughs> don't matter. the losses don't matter. I could lose a match and I'm still going to win. All I need to do is walk through that curtain and not one. Because I'm going to grab you. I'm going to grab your attention. I'm going to make you look at me. You're going to go home. You're going to buy that T-shirt because you're going to like what I represent. I'm telling you. That's what we all bring to the table. We're a different breed. And they kind of got that. They're starting to get it. Wait till them promos start coming out. They're coming out soon. Oh, yeah, real soon. Hey, hey, I hope for this event, it's going to be intense. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And, and and the thing that I'm most looking forward to for this event is for people to really put respect on the faceless ones. Like, like, or like on, on some real, like, I already believe, and I know 100%, there's no other faction out here like this. Like, if, if, if you look at it, the only people that we can face is Shane Taylor Promotions. There's no other faction out here that can touch us at all. And then for the faces once to go in this match up against Kaiju and Moses, two heavy hitters. Sabrina. I know, two, I know, <laughs> like, like, Jackie, like, damn, they kind of big, but it's like, they built for this. Like, right. like, like, they are built for this. You're going to see what we all know Jackal can do. We're, you're you're going to see what we all know Face can do. You're going to see the greatest damn tag team out here I, I, i've been seeing it for the last year they're the best damn tag team out here nobody can touch them i believe that with every fiber in my being and come on the 20th everyone's going to see exactly what i've been talking about and and, exactly. and just to back off that one thing i want everyone to know we all have the talent to stand next to such talent as stp as mm-hmm. Kai, as moses and to be respected the crowd will look at us and go these guys we could we could believe it if they want. Like that's that's what we bring. We bring that believability. But the takeover hive mind, we don't leave anything to chance. Yeah, nah. We've been around this independent scene. We've been around for a while now. We know what it's like to be denied, to have doors closed on us. We know what it's like to be told no. Now nah, we have no interest in you. We know what it's like. So we don't leave it to chance. Just like at yeah. IWA on this whole road started. Jacob, Jacko, and Face could have destroyed all of them by themselves. John didn't need any help to win any of the belts. PJ didn't need any help to win the heavyweight championship. But we didn't leave anything to chance. So we was out there making sure the job got done. The same thing's going to happen May 20th. It's going to happen. They're going to have to deal with all of us. We're going to be annoying little bugs. And all we need for them to do is to make one mistake. They make one mistake. They done fucked up. It's over. It. That's all they need to do is make that one mistake, and it's over. 
and they, they lost do that? to nobodies. Yeah, they did. They did. By <laughs> that that was the first mistake. You can, and then the first mistake for me, you don't just call us out. You don't call us fool. John knows that. Yeah, <laughs> he knows that about me. I have a personal thing with that. Don't call me fooled. I am no one's fool. You my fool. I'm gonna eat you because I want to get to the top of that business. So you my lunch. You my hot dog. You like you that glizzy. I'm taking you out. I'm telling you, it's going down. <laughs> well, Bougie brought up the tag match, and that's actually the match that our podcast is sponsoring. Yes, yes. We're happy. We're happy to sponsor it and everything. Thank so I you. want. So Thank I you. want to hear from the man himself, Jacko. Yes, yes. All right, so, yes, so. make him talk. Make him talk. What's He's talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your mindset going in the match going against uh, Moses and Noche? So the mindset is, I want to pick you off what uh, what Bougie said as well. Like um, this match, it's gonna it's gonna put perspective as to who we are and to what we bring. You know, what I'm saying like there are a lot of people that don't really give me and Face the respect that me and Face deserve. They say me and Face are the people that are uh, that are uh, the stand behinds. We stand behind. We stand behind PJ. We stand behind John. You know what I'm saying? We're we're the we're the bump guys for them. We're we these are the guys that talk for us. We're all four individuals that talk way too damn loud and way too damn much to have any mouthpiece. I talk way too damn loud. I may not be talking as much on podcasts, but I talk loud. I talk a lot. I get so shut up every five seconds in the podcast. <laughs> every five seconds. That's that's no bull. So it's we're right in the, to go against Moses and O'Shea, right? So you you, you have uh, you have Bougie and Red Rock, similar sizes. You have Shane, big dude. PJ also big dude. Now you have O'Shea and Moses, very big individuals. Now you look at me and Face, and they're expecting us to just nothing. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. Face is a very violent individual. Face walks around with brass knuckles to drive to the store for no reason. Shoot. That's just Face. None of us knows Face's name. We don't know his That's... name. What? No. Nah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never seen his house. Don't know his birthday. We all been to each other's houses. My kids call them uncles. They might... Son loves all of them. My sons call face Uncle Face. They don't know his name. That's that's real shit. Interesting. Okay. Wild card. (laughs) But yeah, so people look at us like I've I've had some. I've had individuals, veterans, look at me and tell me, "Yeah, you're you're the small guy for them." As I'm looking over their head, I'm not that small. I'm not that small. So to go against O'Shea and Moses, it's 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 going to be a true test to show. Yeah, we can stand toe-to-toe with the biggest, the baddest, and the best in whatever tag division, whatever faction, whatever individual. We are the best damn tag team that had no opportunities to show it. Right. Like, yeah, we're, we're with them. We're with them. Why? Because we're two of the best. Bougie and PJ are the best individuals out here. The Faces was the best tag team out there. You know what I'm saying? We are truly going to show you, like, in that I, I can't wait for that match. I can't wait to just show, to show what we are, who we are, what we bring, because that night's going to be an eye-opener, not just for us, but for every other, every other match as well. Like, 
we will make it. You know what I'm saying? And that's going right. to be the night where people look back and they're like, holy shit, they've been saying this for how long now? Oh yeah. God. Yeah, because, like, we, we don't just, like, we're not those guys that just make these, like, cool phrases and just say, it, <laughs> oh, it's a wrestling thing to say. Like, no, we believe it 100%, yeah. 1,000%. Like, I believe I'm one of the best wrestlers out here. PJ believes he's one of the best wrestlers out here. Jacko believes it. Face believes it. Like, we, that's the thing. Like, we all believe it. So you can't ever shake us. There's never a bad day or, like, oh, they lost. Like, no, we win every time we come through the curtain. Like, just last mm-hmm. night, we were talking about it. Like, we, it, it's weird. We don't get boos or cheers. We, people start applauding. Yeah, that's one of the oh. most interesting things about, like, the reactions that I'm noticing that we're getting. Okay. Uh, we've been opening up the show because TakeOver's on the whole show. So literally, TakeOver <laughs> at the beginning, TakeOver <laughs> in the middle, and TakeOver at the end. You got to spread out TakeOver. So we're always opening up the show. So we're always either the first or the second people to come out the curtain. And when we come out, it's no booze. It's no cheers. You just legitimately get the fans. They start clapping. And it's like they show us respect that we're out there. You know, they respect the, like what we do. We're, we're supposed to be bad guys. We're probably the worst bad guys out there. <laughs> Bully really hates us. He hates our guts. We're like the cool bad guys. And it, it, it's not something you work for. You don't work to get that kind of reaction. You kind of just end up getting it. It's funny because John, I get booed out the building. fans fans hate him he's so obnoxious and cocky and confident (laughs) they'll end up hating him and throwing stuff at john the faces ones they end up being scared of him and it's like can i take a picture with him oh i don't know that guy looks creepy he looks scared faces walking around with a red cup and brass knuckles and you don't you just don't know what reaction you're gonna get out of him (laughs) and then i'm loud so I'm yeah, like John. They just they don't like me. I'm just annoying. annoying. Like annoying. I'm annoying as hell. I, I'm annoying I, I as hell. I with them for their match last night, and he was annoying me. I go on the other side because like I'm tired of this. I don't want to hear. PJ it. literally went up <laughs> up the bleachers, like as far away as humanly yeah. possible to watch. Like he was so far, and PJ PJ walks out, biggest bad guy, walks through the current, head down. <sighs> Everyone, savage! Woo! It don't even be his match. It don't be his match. It's an hour match, and he's saying, "Thank you, Savage." What? That'd be some shit Jolie would pull. It's like Kayla and I would be probably coming out for like a tag team and everything. That'd be some shit Jolie would pull. I didn't do anything. Faces ones won the belt. We'll send you the clip. They won the belt. And I'm staying, we hit our poles, and everyone just starts chanting, thank you, savage. Wait, what I do? <laughs> I wasn't even out here. I got ejected. I wasn't even here. <laughs> it's just, we all, and that's the one thing that I love about TakeOver in general, all of us, we all have different fan bases. Right. We all bring something different to the table. Like John always says, I have a very hardcore wrestling fan base. You know, those are the people that follow me. I get those weird fans. I'm the guy that gets the weird friend requests every day because it's just some fan that just wants to talk to me and have fun. And mm-hmm. um, Bougie has a very different audience. He gets people, people that latch on to Bougie love him. They they grow to love him. Like, look what you guys were saying about him. You're proud right. of him. You end up invested in John. That That's oh, yeah. what he brings, he brings into that table. He makes you invested in him if you get close to him. And Jacko and Face are the guys that, like, you end up putting a lot of respect into them because it's like, damn, these guys, these guys are a well-oiled machine. 
You look at FTR as the tag team that's like one of the best tag teams in the world. When you look at them and they work, you like, they're next. This is mm-hmm. the future. Of it. They come off the ring. They're annoying. They they do things. They grab your attention. And so we all bring something different to the table. And what that does for all of us, that's why we always say there's no leader in takeover. It's because if I'm in this scene and I'm the guy that's going to have my buzz and people are going to know me and a lot of places are going to open the doors for me, I'm going to use that to get them into the doors. I'm going to use that to get bougie onto the promotion, to get the faces ones onto the promotion. And then there's going to be certain doors that bougie opens up for us. He's going to use that to get us into the promotions. Same thing with the faces one. Somebody's going to need a tag team. And when they're looked at as the best tag team, then they're going to shed all that stuff onto to me and onto bougie. So it's, it's a hive mind. We all work together and we take over. Like you don't know what's happening. I remember when we made our debut at SWF, I was supposed to be the only one that showed up. I was the only one on the card. Takeover was not announced. It was not supposed to be there. They drove me to the event, so I said, you guys are going to be on the show. <laughs> I'm going to come to the road, and you guys are going to at least come out with me on my entrance, and we'll work it, brother. We'll tell them that's how I'm going to win the match. We're going to cheat and make the other guys look good. Ah, fuck all that. I'm just trying to get my boys on the show and get that entrance in, you know? So we walk out, and then all of a sudden, Faces wants to come out with me, and then who's behind him? Bougie. He wasn't even supposed to come out. <laughs> And it's like, and then announcing, the announcing just calls us takeover. And then on the same show, Bougie ended up working a match. He wasn't even supposed to be on the show. Right. And that's how we look out for each other. One day, one of us is going to get the call for WWE or AEW. And if we're all synonymous with each other and takeover grows and becomes a, a nice viable name on the independent scene, you can't deny that story on the AEW. You can't deny that story on the WWE. There's too much connection. So you're going to want to have it there. So if, PJ Savage gets into WWE and you don't know what to do with me next. Why not bring in Bougie? There's history there. Yeah. Why not bring him in? We could do something. It's a, it's a way in for him to get into the business. And that's what we all need to do for each other, help each other out. And that's what, in a sense, that's what SDP is kind of doing for us right now mm-hmm. on, on the work shoot side of it. They don't have to come back at us. They yeah. don't have to give us the platform that they're giving us right now to let us showcase our talents and show how passionate how much we love this business. They're giving us that. They're bringing in eyes. O'Shea said it best. He was like, you guys are going to become household names because you, because you put your name next to ours. No shit, O'Shea. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. I'm making you clock in. That's the point, brother. I'm making you clock in because you got to clock in and put your name with mine. It's gonna happen, and 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 that's that's what I love about takeover. We take over, and people don't even know what's happening. They don't even know. Oh my god! No, but just just to kind of make you feel better about this, just to kind of like piggyback on something you said and everything. I mean, it's like um, this is like the third time we've had Bougie on and everything, and it's like the girls will back me up on this. And anytime we have um, a guest on the show and everything, it's like, we definitely become invested in them. We like follow them. We definitely see what's up with them. We've like sponsored like several people we've had on and everything. And it's just like, we definitely want to try to keep up and definitely what they're up to and just kind of definitely get them back on and everything. It's like, am I right about that ladies? 100%. I definitely think that, you know, if they do need a female presence, I know two fabulous women that could join the group. There's been a lot of talk of a female joining the group. Yeah, it is. We've, we've taken it into consideration because maybe it needs to happen. So but, there's, there's so, a lot of talk. 
I, I have two names for you, if okay. you're interested. Trisha Girl. Dora, Trisha Dora, and Jordan Blade. I'm a huge fan of Trisha Dora. Huge fan. I respect everything she's doing on the business. She's killing it. In my opinion, she was wrestler of the year last year. That's Weren't you in the ring with Jordan Blade? I was. Yeah, I need her in the mouth. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely need Jordan Blade in the mouth. Um, Ooh, that that's a tough. I've seen her in the ring. I, I she was here in she was here in Houston and everything. So it's like, yeah, she. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's and and I love what she brings to the table. She's aggressive. She could stand next to the biggest of men out here and bring that viable, respectable opponent to the table. And you don't really get that in intergender matches too much. And right. she brings that. Sometimes she's more respectable than the man she's standing before. So it's it's Jordan Blade is she's she's definitely up there. And Trisha Dora, I'm I'm a Trisha Dora Mark. So those 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 names right there, what? They would be under heavy consideration for takeover. Yes. Oh man, but it's like Kayla. It's like the get our guests are come become like part of the family, right? They are. We we love them all. You know, just the same. Just hearing you know the crazy stories they got to tell us, and you know, it's just you know, it's just great to see what they accomplish, and just like I said, hear their stories. I mean. They're part of the family, you know, every single one of our guests are, so. Definitely, definitely. Okay, I, I got to, Savage, I got to ask you a quick question before I get to Bougie's match and everything, because it kind of ties in and everything. It's uh, like putting respect on face and everything. It's like, uh, Rev did out a tweet about like meeting his idol, and it was kind of like a Michael Jackson reference to uh. face and everything, and it's like, yeah, you didn't really take that one too kindly i mean <laughs> you know what we we the new guys on the block right so these guys have been around the block for a long time so when we get on twitter we get cooked we get yeah cooked. like there's no other way to put it like we get cooked on twitter like aj gray has cooked me on twitter and ron is one of the kings on twitter of just comebacks and making people laugh and taking all the spotlight off of whatever's going on and putting it on him. And he did that with, with, with Face. Now, Face runs around in promos now going, hee-hee. Like, <laughs> 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 you, you know what it is? It's, you know what it, it is with Face? Face is taking it personal. He wants, to sh- he wants to hit a move on somebody May 20th and hit the moonwalk right after. Just <laughs> Like that's I told Face May twentieth you got to come out with a white glove. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's that's Face, man. And he's 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 one of those guys that like when we're in WWE or if whatever you watch in WWE, the guy that's just quiet. He's a quiet killer, and he, almost like if you guys are watching NXT recently or like in the recent past, Dexter Loomis. Uh, Dexter Loomis was very quiet. But when he opens up in his comedy skits, it's actually really, really entertaining. That's mm-hmm. Face. When Face lets loose and has fun for a little bit, he's 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 one of the most entertaining guys out there. So you're gonna see a couple Michael Jackson references from Face. <laughs> Stay tuned, people. He's gonna be there all night. I'm telling you, it's going. Yeah. To- <laughs> so he's gonna need a red leather jacket, the fedora, and yep. he's gotta hit the hee hee. Oh, yeah. that should be a shotgun. When he does the shotgun, just put the whole ensemble on. Yep. There you go. 
There it goes. It's happening, people. It's happening. This is gonna happen. He's gonna do it. I guarantee you. Oh my god! Oh, and you need to you need to have plants in in that like you know that you know are gonna be there just to have signs that say he he whenever he's out there. <laughs> oh, we gotta, we gotta do it. Thanks. We love you. We wish you were on here with us, man. <laughs> he would have just been quiet. He probably would have had the glasses on. He would have been sleeping. So <laughs> that's that's what Fitz does. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, does. He does. You know what it is. Face is very human. He doesn't do well with human interaction. Okay. You know, like he's great when he's in his element. When he's in the ring, when he's around the ring, when he's in front of a crowd, he's in his element. He can open up. Um, but when he's in his house, he doesn't even talk to us. He ignores us. So, yeah, that's Face. Wow, y'all yeah. friends with him? Yeah, my kids love him. He's probably my kid's favorite. I don't oh, know. yeah, Uncle Face. Yeah, Uncle Face. You know, he yeah. maybe it's because he does look like Michael Jackson a little bit, it just it gives that welcoming vibe. <laughs> face is gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me. <laughs> But we, but we all, it's like you guys love him and everything. He's like, you're, he's more than a pal. He's like, he's your brother, brother in arms. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, you know, he's going to have your back. That's for oh, sure. for sure. It's like, yeah. it's like y'all have these nuts backs. And it's like, I got these, I got these two ladies backs and everything. Nope. It's like, I got the loud mouth gesture and everything. And I got the silent, uh, silent assassin, Kayla, the boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. it's like if anybody's trying to mess with us, I look around at the guys. It's like, bro, you don't want to do that. Like, yeah, Bushi crazy, Jacko crazy. He's low key crazy. He might be annoying, but he crazy. But then it's like if Face is next to us, bro, just keep walking. Yeah, just go, bro. Because we don't even have to do nothing now. Face is here, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like he he welcomes that. Like he's waiting for that to happen. That's him. Yeah. All right, Bushi. You and the Rev. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 are now in the oh yo PG. First of all, uh, Jacob. Uh, sorry, Jacko. No, you're Jacob right now. Flip your camera. Flip. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just gonna just for you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring the light up just for you. There we go. You see what he's doing? You see what he's doing? Do you see this? He's got okay. Ring uh, yeah. Got, 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 got a ring light. I got the ring light. You got the ring light. Crazy. Super Crazy. brightness for you right now. Complete brightness for you. There we go. Crazy. Now yeah. continue. I am. I am um, going to be in a Bodega Street fight because uh, Rev, like he, like Savage says, he he cooks us on Twitter. Like we're the guys that cook people out here on the independence. You know, like anyone tries to come as a promo, anything we fry them. But these guys, they got that experience. You know, they they've been doing it for a while, so it's it's. Right. Like, back and forth but um yeah he 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 had jokes say we got that bodega money you know he, he got a lot of jokes with with, with the come to the barber shops and everything so we was doing a uh we was on instagram we was doing an instagram like like a little q a a couple weeks ago and it was like one of the guys one of the people in the uh live was like yo how about you do a street fight a bodega street fight and uh rev was really happy about that because his match of the year he was in a street fight so I want to put him back in his element, you know, give him, okay. something, you know, give him something that he could feel proud of where he feels comfortable. He's like different though. He don't know. That. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick his ass regardless. <laughs> and one of the big things that I said to him was that it took him to have an entire match to have something to be considered great. Mind you, 
the three of us here and along with Face, it took us one moment and we won the moment of the year for Invictus. So that should just tell you the story right there where it doesn't take us a lot to do what we got to do. And like right. Peter says, you do one mistake, that one small opening, that's just the moment we need. So when it comes to that bodega tree fight, I, I'm telling everybody, bring milk, bring eggs, bring your favorite loaf of bread. Um, definitely come out in Crocs. If y'all got Crocs, wear your Crocs. We need the cat on the bodega. Yes, yes, yes that's what yes. he's scared of cats. Cat. He's a cat allergy. You know, just, just, just keep bring a bag full of pussies and throw them at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Philly. That's Philly talking. Bring the back. Look, that's that Philly shit. You see what I'm saying? For real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be, be like the cat face. lady from The Simpsons. Remember, she had like that bag full of cats, and she just started throwing at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely gotta do it, man. It's gonna be everything. This bodega fight is gonna be. Insane. Yeah, gonna be so I'm. Nice. I'm looking forward to it because, like, uh, Jack was thoroughly like Rev and I. Like, we're very similar. We're 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 the guys that in the group who you can like some people might look at rev like oh okay he's not like the guy there or he's not you know someone that can be a guy and the same thing happens within our group at times too people just look at pj like oh pj's the dude you know it's pg this is pj like i said we have our own matches they start chanting pg how why why what is going on but i I feel like that this is a match where and the same thing with jack was saying was like we're all making a statement where we can't all hang individually. Like, we could take the easy way out and just did a four on four, just like everyone else has been doing. Right. Everyone else has been taking these ways. Nah, we want to take that out individually. So you have your singles competitor. Okay, cool. Rev, come on over here. You talk crazy. I talk crazy. Perfect match. Why not? You got Moses and then you got O'Shea. Two very big dudes and got similar in contrasting styles and that's the same thing with face and jacko you got one who's loud and one who's silent one who's crazy one who's a killer you know you got that and then you got the baddest which is nothing to a savage you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like we're, we're we're being real tactical about this and like pj says everything is by design i'm still learning what by design is but he's a guy who, who who's leading it and doing is like hey bro if you got it do it just let me know when bougie got to step in and do what he got to do you understand what I'm saying? So we, we're doing it very differently, very, very differently. And each match is going to have something different to it. Like I would have a Bodega Street fight. Who knows what the Faces Ones match could turn into? Who knows what PJ match could turn into? So many things can happen between now and then. But we definitely going to hurt them. Clean sweep. <clears throat> Oil in the show. Here you go. Yeah. Also, also for the Bodega fight, you're going to need um, some motor oil because they got that. You're gonna need some spark plugs, some <laughs> jumper cables. Bring it all. Yeah, I'm telling you, bring some batteries, all that. Uh, chopped Advil. cheese. Chopped cheese. Can't forget the chopped cheese. Chopped cheese. Chopped cheese. <laughs> chopped 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 cheese. cheese. Yes. That is New York. That's yeah. Man, I'm down here in the age. I don't have. I don't go to a lot of bodegas, so this is uh, this is new to me. <laughs> Well, they, like, for me, like, like I go to when I lived in Philly, I went to Poppy stores. Basically, it's a bodega, but like you know, they're just some of the coolest fucking little spots that have the best fucking food too. Just saying, the food. You oh, won't even expect like, the food to be so good in there. I know it's like oh, you, yeah. you, you go and you're like, what the hell? The floor is sticky, and like you get like the best fucking sandwich or breakfast in the world, and you're just like, yep. God, yes. Oh my gosh. No, but yeah, it's like you, you never expect the, like the little dives have the best food, especially down here with like all the taquerias and all the Mexican food and everything. It's just like the little spots have the best stuff. It's like, 
It's the same all over. The bodega, the bodega out here is very sacred. You always got that one Dominican uncle with the white beater, no matter if it's the winter or it's the summer. He's got a white beater and a gold chain on. There's a the loaf of bread, the only fresh loaf of bread that's on the counter, and the cat's on top of it. Yes, damn cat. You got the juices and the ices all the way tucked away in the back corner. It's very shady. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a bathroom. Maybe there isn't. Maybe you just got to ask. That's so, always out of order. Always. It's always out of order. Unless <laughs> he likes you and unless he knows your family, then it's in order. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, then it's always a chopped cheese for, for lunch, a bacon, egg, and cheese for breakfast. And you know, it's just it's, the, the $2 smashies. <laughs> The crate in front of the store, that that's the bench. If you want to eat your food, you come up the crate and you sit down. Like, that's 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 what it is, man. And, oh, and man. Very sacred out here. Oh Some of them gosh. got them old little gumball machines that we know don't really work. Yeah. <laughs> 25-cent gumball machines. The gumball has been in there for way too long, for about as long as you've been alive. Yeah. They don't even chew no more. They like hard candy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like marbles. Wow. Just throw them at people's heads. The flavor's still there. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's not talk about how long we've been alive because it's like uh, I, I'm like the oldest out of us. So, <laughs> oh man! All right, so Savage, you've you've talked off and on about your match against Taylor. I thought that on that podcast they were interviewing you at the same time. Come to find out, you intervened. <laughs> But I, w- I did want to ask you one thing about the clip and everything, because you, you were talking back and forth about, like, where y'all from, where y'all grew up, life and everything. But then you also said at the you were also saying towards the end of the clip that I saw about, like, how you know what he's done in Ring of Honor, you've respected his, it. So it's like you're going into it seems like you're going into this, like, respecting what he's done, where he's coming from and everything. But also, like, I'm still going to kick your ass in the process. Am I right about that? 100%. Like I said, that's how I show you respect. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. That's what I bring to the table. We all want to fight and be the best. Like I keep saying, there's only one spot in this business to climb to the top. And honestly, man, look, Roman is at the top of the business because a billionaire is saying he's the best. Another guy is at the top of another company because another billionaire is saying he's the best. Shane Taylor might be the best man out here, period. I know what I'm stepping in the ring with. But that doesn't scare me. It doesn't waver me. It doesn't shake my nerves because in my heart of hearts, I believe I'm the best. I believe Mm -hmm. that one day I'm going to stand on top of that mountain and I'm going to claim my title of being the best there ever was, period. Like that's that's my end goal. And I know I'm going to get there one day. So standing in the ring with a man like Shane Taylor, the baddest of all time, I revel at that. I want that. That's what I want to be in this business for. I've said it earlier in the podcast, the big fight feel. Mm-hmm. That's missing from this business. That is missing from professional wrestling. I tune in just for this fight, just for this match. Why do you think WrestleMania 17 is considered one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time? Rock and Austin headlined that card. Everybody wanted to see Rock and Austin. You would invest it. That's still one of the most played highlight reels, highlight for a match, just feed. Everybody knows the Limbiscuit song. Everybody feeds into that because that was a big fight. Feel. Everybody tuned in when CM Punk was facing John Cena. You didn't know if Cena was gonna, no, Punk was gonna leave the next night. You you tuned in for the big fights, and I want to do that on every level that I bring in and keep taking it higher and higher and higher to the point that I am bar none best at my craft at drawing in a crowd, making people want to see the fight, make you invested. So I have to make you invested in Shane Taylor. Yeah, it's two big guys going to war. 
two guys that people look at as part of their factions as the guy. Cool. That's not that's not going to draw in a fight. It might make people look at it once or twice, check into an interview. It's not going to make you watch it. I want to make you go, this is a main event. This is something that we got to dive deep into. And I got to watch this fight because I want to see who's going to come out on top. That's what I want to bring into this with Shane Taylor. So I'm going to dive deep into his past. I'm going to call him out for being from Cleveland, Ohio, the east side of Cleveland. Like he loves to say, I'm going to call him out for it. I'm going to smack him in his face and call him Pretty Boy Killer because I'm going to dive deep, deep into every part of his past and bring out the best version of Shane Taylor there ever was. I'm going to make him remember me. I'm going to take a piece of him. We're going to go to war, and I'm going to have that tattoo right on his forehead, and it's going to say PJ Savage because I'm going to be something that he can't get out of his mind. We're going to go to war. He's got, he said in that podcast that I intervened on so mm-hmm. on that podcast he was on um, by design. And uh, he said something. He said, because one of my idols is Minoru Suzuki. Um, I cannot wait to beat the shit out of Minoru Suzuki. I want to go to war with that sick bastard. And um, he went to war with him. He went to war with Minoru Suzuki. And I said, you know, he's on that list of guys that are considered the toughest, the baddest, the biggest. And he said to me, he's like, you're not on that list yet. I'm going to show him I am on that list. Not that I'm going to be on that list. That I am on that list. Just because a billionaire doesn't put me there. Just because I'm not on TV. So I don't have the stage to put myself there. Because the moment I do get that stage, everyone's going to respect the fact that I do belong at that list. And maybe I should be at the top of that list. Just because I haven't had the stage yet doesn't mean I'm not on that list. And come May 20th, I'm going to show Shane Taylor that I'm on that list and I might be higher than him. He's going to find out. He's going to find out and there's going to be a rude awakening. And I don't care if he's going to punch me in the face. He's going to hit me with that big ass elbow. Give me all those little fancy moves he does. I'm going to kick out. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to punch him dead in his mouth and knock all his teeth out. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I bring to this table. This is going to be a fight. This is going to be main event worthy. We're going to bring back that term. Main event. Main event savage savage is going to happen. I'm telling you. I want the shirt when it comes out. One more thing, though. I'm actually about to head out to my show and go kick somebody's ass, become the new number one contender for the heavyweight championship. I want to say thank y'all for having me on. Uh, Thank you for sponsoring the Faces Ones. Uh, Savage, you continue your savage shit. Jacko, I love you. You do your Jacko stuff. I appreciate all y'all. I'm going to get this W, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, there goes my dog. But yes. All right. All right. Go get the W, man. Yes. I'll see y'all later. Thank you. Okay. Yes, bro. Uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. God bless. God bless. Oh, oh man, yeah, no, I, I know this has been this has been long, but it's been God, it's been a lot of fun. All right, uh, May twentieth, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Invictus Pro Wrestling. God bless you guys for putting this on because it's like Twitter first has been wanting this for ages and ages. Where can they get t- tickets, guys? Uh, you go to Eventbrite. The links in all our bios. Um, PJSavage.net. You could find the link there. Um, but definitely go to Eventbrite. Go to our Instagrams, our Twitter. The links is all there, com- connected to every single post that we put up. Uh, I think it's Eventbrite take o- slash takeover versus STP. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but uh, go yeah, go get them tickets. It's going to be streamed. Uh, I think it's going to be streamed on IWTV. 
Um, so it's if you can't make it for some reason, if you're too far, uh, definitely go get them tickets to try to come out. And if you can't, definitely watch it. It's going to be a can't miss show. Like you said, it's one of the first things that ever came out of Twitterverse that actually happened. There's so much that goes on to Twitter. And it's like, oh, this is where the dream scenarios get set up. <laughs> Can it happen? And it's like, right? This is actually oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, it's like, Kayla, I wish we could get to New Jersey for this one, girl. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been sitting here listening and stuff. It just makes me feel like, man, why do I have to be down here in South Carolina? But I still live, because see, I I'm, was born in West Virginia, but since I've been like nine years old, I've lived down, you know, towards Carolina. So it's kind of like part of me is like, why can't I be in West Virginia? At least I'll be a little closer to it. So. <laughs> No, but you can um, definitely catch it on the stream, man. Just watch it. It'd be awesome. Most definitely. No, definitely. Oh, Jolly, any other, any other words for the guys? Well, let's see. The dude is from Cleveland. They don't know how to fight, so we've seen their football team. Exactly. Exactly. You see what I mean? I mean, I'm not a Baker Mayfield person, but at least he's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. No offense, Ken. I'm no, 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 no. Deshaun Watson is out of Houston, so it's like, fuck him. Okay, so he's sucking in NFL, but he dominated on Clemson Tigers. I will defend him for that. <laughs> True. True. Because Kayla's a big Clemson fan, so it's like, yeah. Oh, All right, that's that- probably why she watches AEW so much, because he went over there, right? <laughs> the Jacksonville. Oh, uh. man. <laughs> well, uh, Let's not, that there. was Trevor Lawrence that yeah, went over Trevor there. Lawrence, yeah. uh, I, I, Trevor, I I don't know. I think Trevor left his brain eclipse, and I think what thinking what he did. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the Trevor Lawrence that went and won the um when the um won the uh championship with Clemson. It's just like he gets to Jacksonville and get excited, and it's like okay, well maybe Jacksonville because I'm a Carolina fan. Because, yeah. you know, Carolina Panthers fan, because, you know, it's been in the area when they um, first opened up. But it was just like, okay, well, Carolina's out. Maybe Jacksonville, you know, will be a backup to support. Tra- Shoot. Might as well root for the Atlanta Falcons or something, you know, because – or Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. And I don't like Tom Brady. So, it's like, who should I root for, you know? Don't really – don't know who to root for in the NFL anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, just, you know – all the back and forth, but now that you said that, I think I might have to tag you against AJ Francis. I definitely look. Me and AJ already had a little back and forth on Twitter. I don't know if you guys seen it. There was already. Oh, but I, but I will help hype that up. I have no yeah. problem with trying to get him to fight you. He's a fucking hype girl. Forget, forget about it. I'm gonna tag you guys into the, the little back and forth we had. He didn't take too kindly with what I had. <laughs> but uh, look, let's just say, man. The knee he hit on STP at For the Culture <coughs> a couple weeks ago, nothing against my knee, man. He's, he has nothing against what I would do to him. His knee, my knee, that man almost killed himself trying to hit a knee on somebody. When I hit somebody with a knee, their jaw goes out the ring, not me. So there's a big difference with me and AJ Francis. I can't, and, and that's, the, that's another match that we've actually been in talks about doing. Hitmakers versus Hitmakers, yeah. So we're, we're we're definitely going in that direction. So hype oh that gosh. up all you want. He'll probably not like it. He'll probably hate that I'm back on his timeline to give it to him. <laughs> Which sucks because I, I kind of like the dude because like he went to 
No, 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 no. He's a Terp. I like uh, when it comes to college football, I like the Maryland Terps because I lived in Maryland for a little while. But like, you know, I respect all the stuff that he does for his community down there. So that's why I, if you, if like, if you're good at your, like you do good for your community, I will like be a fan of yours regardless. But no, like you were, I want to drop one last thing. And I was like listening to you guys. um, And you're talking about like your specialties, your, your things. And the, the first thing that popped into my head when I was thinking like, you know, we're bad guys that get cheered. NWO and the outsiders popped into my head because they were bad guys that got cheered. Now we already know that your quads better than Kevin Nash's. It has not exploded yet. Knock on wood. But it's like, you know, that was like Scott Hall remind, yeah. like, you know, Bougie reminds me of Scott Hall. Yeah, he came out with the toothpick last time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you know, oh. he, he's got that swagger. He's got that soul. And, you know, like... There's, there's a heavy NWO influence on everything we do. Uh, even when you look at our promos, they're black and white. Um, yeah. A lot of things... I mean, I look at the... I'm a student of the business. I look at everything. I study everything. I've watched every documentary three times over. I've listened to every interview there is to listen to and multiple times over. So, in, in my opinion, NWO really changed the business. And when it happens from an organic position, it's beautiful. And NWO was very organic. All right, Papa, go play. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> NWO was, they, they changed the business from a big standpoint. They kind of birthed the attitude era too. Mm-hmm. So there's a heavy influence of NWO with us. Even with IWA, if you, we'll send you guys the show uh, so you can look at it. IWA is very WCW versus NWO. It has that vibe to it on an indie indie level, uh, but you're spot on with that. That's We draw that. We don't care. Even in our entrance, we do hit the STP because we made fun of them, and now we like it. Um, but also, after we hit the poles in front of the hard cam, we hit the four corners in homage to the click because mm-hmm. they did it at the garden. That was how they send off each other. The ladder match, they all went to four corners and hit the thing. So even the way we come out the curtains, we come out the curtains with the little struts. Yeah. Oh, struts. that yeah. yeah. It's, nice. There's a lot of it's a heavy influence, even if it's not on purpose. There's always going to be that influence with us. Oh, I gotta see those clips. <laughs> yeah. Like we, yeah, that's that. That's just like when you were just talking, and like all I think about is like you know. He said, nobody's like Bougie. He's the bad guy that gets cheered. And all I thought about was Scott Hall in that moment. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to see that what we grew up with watching still influencing, especially in the indie scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's like probably one of the greatest homages to Scott Hall and to Kevin Nash and to Triple H and to Shawn Michaels and X-Pac and all of them, that entire group, because they are so influential and they are just so damn good at what they do. And, you know, it sucks that we're never going to see Triple H in the ring again. And that his last match was in with the Undertaker and Kane in Saudi Arabia, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no. His last televised one. It yeah. was like, last he did some live event stuff. I think it was with yeah. Randy was his last one. Yeah. Okay, okay. So at least he had that, because I really would have loved one last series with Randy. 
because that was probably yeah. one of his best feuds. 100%. I definitely wanted to see that. So, I actually want him versus Rock at Mania one more time, too. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but but before, like, you know, we wrap this up, I, I will say this. The next time that SmackDown is in Brooklyn, I better see your ass, PJ, front row with your shirt mocking Roman and Paul Heyman. I want to <laughs> see an after-show clip of you egging on Paul Heyman. I oh, need man. that in my life. You know what's funny, too, especially with the Paul Heyman, too? Paul Heyman was almost like a dusty for me. I studied Paul Heyman heavily. He's, like, real big influence on me. So, like, him with them, and it's just a whole dynamic that I really can't wait to tell a story with them one day. And it, it would be a story that everyone would remember. And if they let me into the Barclays Center, this is one thing about me that a lot of people don't know. I cannot go to wrestling shows. It depresses me. Oh. <laughs> You're okay, Lulu. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it depresses me because I'm not there. So it, okay. it, it angsts me. Like, I, I'll sit in the front row and you'll see me. Like, I almost probably want to hop over the guardrail and show that, like, what, what is this guy doing? I could do 100 times better. Let me in the ring now so I could put on that show. Like, that's the, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to get kicked out. So, if, and it, <laughs> I don't know how I would act if Roman was in front of me. Jay, Jacko knows. Jacko knows. Like, it's not a disdain, but he's the best and I want to be the best. So, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be a bad day if they let me in the Barclays Center. Man. No, but it's, no, but it's like, uh, Kayla says this and everything. Jolie has actually said she wants to be that person after a SmackDown who, literally gets to like egg on Paul Heyman and everything and just go go to war with him. But it's because I have like 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 you, I have the most utmost respect for Paul. Uh, you know, because of ECW, because it's roots in Philadelphia and New York. You know, when it comes to the two best wrestling fan bases, no offense to anywhere else in the country, Philly and New York are the two best wrestling. Chicago is third. It's like New York and Philly are tied for first and second. You can't distinguish the two because they are just that rap. They're that just that to to coin his last name, savage of a fan base. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Well, you can, you can put Houston in the top five. They're four. <laughs> okay, four. All right. It's <laughs> tied for first is Philly and New York, just because of the ECW roots. Chicago is third, just because it has kind of the same grittiness but there's nothing like i've heard multiple wrestlers say this like there's nothing like fighting in philly or in new york there's just something about the atmosphere of those two cities because when it comes to wrestling wrestling is blue collar when it comes to blue collar when you think of blue collar you think of new york and harlem and brooklyn and hell's kitchen that's blue collar that's the backbone of America. Same with Philly because you have the Navy Yard. You have like all of that just grittiness, the, the oil refinery that's no longer there that, that was been there since the 1800s. But still, you have that grittiness, that backbone of um, like what America is all about, what fan base, like, you know, the blue collar and you root for guys like I would I root for bad guys. I love rooting for bad guys like Becky. I would root for her, even though she pisses me off right now. She's probably one of the best heels at the moment. Sasha, one of the best heels. I will, I root for bougie. I root for y'all. You know, I don't see y'all as heels. You just are just tweeners to me because you're not good. You're not bad. You're just 
badasses straight yeah. up we just get the job done if exactly. you don't like how we do it then i don't care if you like how we do it then come come take a picture yeah for <laughs> real for real oh man savage jacko thank you so much for joining us today this was a oh this was such a blast bougie hope you're getting your win your w tonight but um but yeah may 20th stp takeover is finally going down we're sponsoring the match but we're takeovers gotta stick with takeover <laughs> all right so, they're on record they're on takeover side whose side are you on they're on takeover side we've Bro, been on we've been on y'all side since day one you just didn't know it yet takeover oh, yeah. takeovers have to stick together there you go. <laughs> but no, just like thank y'all so much for joining us and just God bless y'all and just like best of luck on your journeys going forward. And y'all are welcome back anytime. Whenever we'll take you up on the offer. Thank you for having us 100%. Thank you for having us. Thank you for sponsoring us and being the first sponsors. You really, you really put, uh, you really put us out. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun fact that you guys might not know. You're the first ever people to sponsor Jacko and Fates. You're their first ever sponsors, so it means a lot to them. Aw. Well, consider you're part of the family now. Thank you. You're stuck with us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, that was so much fun. I, I really am gonna start shit on Twitter now. <laughs> Y'all thought I was bad with the legacies fandom, even though I do have another thread coming. If anybody is interested in my nerdy side, that is incoming. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I think I might be just starting to fuck around with people now. Just because, like, the, just don't say the wrong thing and get uh, booted again. And try not to get my pop culture Twitter booted either. <laughs> uh, I can't get that booted off because of the fact that it's completely different thing i don't do anything and technically i've already got you two more fans i know i saw it because <laughs> i keep retweeting winona shit and winona fans are awesome so um i'm still working on that uh i took the uh, past two days off just because one busy at work last night and two friday was uh national day of silence for the uh, lgbt community so normally that means you know we because we suffer in silence. We literally are going to suffer in silence. You're not going to hear us talk. So that's why that page was quiet. My other page, not so much. But it's like hearing PJ and Bougie and Jacko. And though we did not see or hear faceless. I'm just looking so much to, you know, their matches. And PJ is just, uh, I've literally now become a fan. Even more so. I mean, Bougie, we know the respect that we've had from bougie since day one right but you know just like you know that the fact that they're basically this era's version of the nwo i fucking love it for real oh my god for real all right so yeah this was a long ass episode but of course it's like we it's like we got it's been a crazy week as is and everything so kayla any recaps for the week? Royal recaps? Uh, anything you want to get off your chest? Um, go ahead. Okay. I will say this. I'm not going to congratulate. Normally, when a new champion hits the top, I would normally congratulate them. But this does not deserve a congratulations. I'm sorry. 
I will say I understand among many superstars on the main roster in WWE, they use them to push them over. Finn Balor to be one. Because um, what great person to, you know, actually get a chance to win and actually work in the ring is Finn Balor. But I'm glad that he has the United States title on his resume now. But he only held it for effing 49 days. And you're only going to let him lose it to Austin fucking Theory, or I'm sorry, Theory, Vince McMahon's protege. And I bet you the only way. Protege, lap protege. dog, whatever the heck he is, lap dog, whatever. I don't give a Bud crap, buddy. Mister, I still stole your golden egg, shit guy, whatever. Um, but I bet you the only reason the locker room came out there to congratulate you because Miss McMahon probably made them. So, I hope this is not the greatest. I mean, a great downfall for Finn. Yeah, he came back, beat Damian, got the title, pushed over Austin. But I'm not going to congratulate him because I was never a fan. Never really was even a fan when he was in the way. So, I mean. um, I mean, technically he was just in the way, in the way. Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, But I don't know what's next for Finn, but uh, hopefully – he raises back to the, you know, get another championship. Heck, I honestly would not mind. I mean, they've always had speculations and stuff saying who's going after Roman next. Believe it or not, I know it ain't, but if I had to ban- uh, fantasy book something, I would want Finn to go after Roman, get that universal title back, and have the decent run he deserves. And I'm not going to go into detail on it on here, because, but um, I am honestly working on an article just got to find the right words the whole um people that know me it has been kind of eating me up here lately but um I do have something coming for the whole Nash Carter thing so um I'm not going to go into detail for that but being true um I'm actually honestly excited to see Becky come back is it going to be the crazy psycho mental breakdown that Jolie talked about after she would lose the title how psycho is she going to be I'm excited to see that I'm honestly kind of intrigued to see what's next for Rhea and Liv probably won't have a match for that after or Liv got crap beat out of her uh (laughs) and Sami Zayn let me back up the Smackdown I kind of was still on and off of Smackdown here um who did win that Lumberjack match by the way there was no winner. No winner? Okay. It was no it was it was no contest because he ended up running off again. Of course he did. But anyway, Sammy, why are you going for Roman? He don't he he I could just tell by his facial expressions he wanted to knock you out right there. You know, so whatever you got up your sleeve is not gonna work with the head of the table. Um if anything else comes to mind while you guys are all talking, I'll talk about it, but I can't think of anything else I really want to get off my shoulder right now. Okay. Well, it's like, I know you've been holding out a lot in this week, so I definitely wanted to give you that chance to kind of let let some of it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to touch that one on here. It's just... No worries, no worries. It's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I will say it's great having Cody back, but it's just, 
to get to the Cody part from WrestleMania, another thing happened that got me to that point and then only for it to take away. So that's why it's kind of emotional because, like I said, they were the reason why I watched NXT. Now I really honestly don't have the time to sit down and watch it. I catch up on enough time on social media just so I can do this podcast. And it shouldn't be like that. Right. Boss lady needs that mojo again. (laughs) Which means rehire Nash Carter so we can have our MSK back, please. All right. Jelly, anything to add? Um, hmm. Uh, I want to go off on the Finn thing real quick. Um, yeah, it's all well and good that Austin got the title. Don't fucking care. Um, at least he didn't hold it for like 30 seconds like Charlotte did before Bailey cashed in for her title. You know, I mean, Charlotte got her ass beat. So that, you know, at least he held it for 40 days. There is that. And Theory and all the people that came out, yeah, boohoo, whatever, don't really fucking care, didn't really watch. Uh, I think there's a basketball game on Monday, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, um, I'm not going to make any uh, heads or tails of the Nash Carter situation. Um, I have my own personal opinions about what's going on and feel that it was handled incorrectly. Um and if it comes out that he was fired for the wrong reasons, then he needed to rehire him. Just plain and simple. Because we've all done stupid stuff on social media. If what I'm hearing is the reason why he was fired, then, you know, there's a lot of people that need to be fired. Just saying. Congratulations to Wales. Uh, for their, their, They've got so many more names piling in for this thing. And I saw... Uh, a video of their parliament talking about it and they're saying if this brings in more revenue they're going to be pushing for more uk paid reviews so congratulations to the uk and to wales for that because god knows they they need something to cheer everybody needs something to root for and cheer for so congrats to that i'm really not going to touch on the roman Sami Zayn thing again didn't watch smackdown really just again just Kayla is not the only one that's not interested in wrestling, even though what I do watch, I am very hyped into it. It's just that when I have the TV on, um, if it's not my computer that is up on the screen, I am glued to the news with everything that's going on in Ukraine at the moment. So I just, I can't not watch that. So I give myself a chance not to watch it. And I watch sports on my phone. Uh, there was one thing um, she brought up, Connor, if I'm a fan. Ah, yes. I want to actually do talk about Finn. See, I have a feeling that his beef with Damian Priest is not over and done with. And there's a reason why they dropped it. Because AJ needs backup and this feud does not need a title. So AJ Finn and Brood 2.0, I'm for it. Also, Brood 2.0, it's excellent. Like we were talking about with PJ edge is one of the best fucking storytellers to date. I don't care. Him and Becky are the two best 100%. And so I just, I hope um, they keep doing this. And if some of the rumors are true that uh, a couple pairs of tag teams are leaving their respective companies, I really hope those two tag teams come to WWE again, because I would love to see, RK Bro versus FTR. Give me that match. 
Well, who's the other one? Uh, Gallows and oh, Anderson. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You know, and then um, <clears throat> this message is specifically for Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Again, this message is for only Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Leave my Drew Gulak the fuck alone. <laughs> You're really about to find out what it means to be from Philly to fuck around and find out. That is my boy. <laughs> that is my fucking boy. He is my Flyers fan. He is my Sixers fan. We interact over sports on Twitter. Leave my Drew alone. Please and fucking thank you. She's Louise. It's like, yeah, poor guy. <laughs> I, say, I will say poor Drew, but I loved how she signed that contract, though. But poor Drew. It was great how she signed it, but Drew's probably like, oh my god. <laughs> Leave my Drew Gulak alone. But where where was the other dude? Nowhere to be found. He's like, forget it. You, you Just go ahead. <laughs> and also, um, I know this is going to be dropping after the match. I will tune in tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw for the Bianca Sonia match because I know some fuckery is going to happen. It's probably going to get pushed to uh, backlash. Okay, would that fuckery be in the form of a certain Irish redhead? It could be because she is supposed to be back tomorrow. So if that fuckery is what happens, I'll be here for it. I'll be you know one hundred percent here for it. Again, I, I, and I kind of hope that this is the beginning of Sonia losing her power and for her to create a four-woman stable with Toxic Attraction coming up to the main roster eventually. Also, congrats to uh, Roxanne, formerly known as Roxy, mm-hmm. and her win. And um, WWE Shop, please. I know it's summertime, so you have time to prepare for winter and fall, or fall and winter. And spring. We want Wendy Chu onesies. This girl needs some merch up online. Yeah, it, it, it's like the truth, the truth crew needs some merch. Like legit, I want a fucking onesie. And to quote Batista, give me what I want. But no, nah, I'm looking forward to May 20th. That is actually going to be a very busy weekend for me because I was wrong. It's not, I was, my niece is graduating the following week but that's the week my parents are going away so i can't go too far okay but there's an air show coming to dover and i will be getting up at the ass crack of dawn that sunday to get to the airfield uh to dover air force base so i can see uh, a set of planes that i have loved since childhood now, there's two, you know, performative uh, planes, squadrons in the U.S. One of them is the Blue Angels. I have never seen the Blue Angels. I've seen the Thunderbirds a thousand times. I love both of them. But to see the Blue Angels in person and to have them fly right over my head is going to be fucking fantastic. So I need to go and see that. So... Yeah, that's going to be a very busy weekend for me because we stay open to midnight now. Ooh. My job. Oh, no. I'm not a late person anymore. I've gotten old. But the sad thing is, like, I'm so tired by midnight, but I'll lay in bed till 2 a.m. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I, I I do the same thing, too. And same. it's like, it's unbelievable. Ay, ay, ay. All right, oh, Pat, and do you want to add to it? 
Oh, let me see. Let me see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Kayla. Kayla, I am infuriated with you right now. You forgot to mention something on this podcast congratulating a certain couple that eloped. You are a bad fan. I'm sorry. And we talked about him earlier. Yeah. Um, I will want to. I do want to say congratulations, Killer Cross and Scarlett, um, on your marriage. Um, I knew when you released that video, the black and white video, that you guys were going to have a killer smoke show wedding. How it's going to be? Um, I knew it was going to be epic. And if you haven't watched the video or whatever of their wedding and stuff up there on the glacier and stuff, it was really awesome. Um, just seeing, just seeing them. It's just. You know, like we stated earlier, um, that's one thing about Cross and Scarlet about love is they love to tell stories. And just seeing that was telling a story, how they met, how Scarlet, you know, couldn't couldn't be around him when they first met because it scared the hell out of her. You know, and he said the same thing. It's just congratulations. Um, I am, you know, catching your matches here and there online. The day that I get to see you guys wrestle, it's going to be amazing because you guys are truly two of my favorites, inspiration to me. And hopefully before you decide to sign with one of these big major companies, um, if you guys are listening, I definitely want to have a chance to have you all on the podcast to hear your stories because I hear what you have said on others and it's just amazing and just actually have that chance would be great. So, um, what they were stating, congratulations, Kevin and Elizabeth. It was one epic of a um, wedding. Even though you eloped, it was just amazing. And I know you all had to be cold, especially Scarlett. But you all looked great. Great in the suit. Scarlett, your dress was beautiful. So um, congratulations, you two. Um, and the funny thing about it is after they got married, they turned around the next day and went wrestling. Who would have known? I saw that on the tweet. <laughs> I definitely didn't see a lot of tweet. Didn't Becky and Seth do the same thing? Like, they got married. They didn't do their honeymoon until later. Like, they got married in secret, and then... Seth when... came back and started yeah. wrestling again. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's in your blood. What can you do? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Oh. All right. Um... Yeah, the whole Finn thing pissed me off, but it get if it gets him teamed up with AJ to go against uh, Edge and Damien, I'm all for it. Uh, Damien's attitude and uh, his laugh and everything is so giving me Lost Boys vibes. I'm not even kidding about that. Oh, let me see what else. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so glad uh Roxy's Roxanne made her debut already and can't wait to see what's next for her. Sammy, your time I thought your time was gonna be up this past week, but uh you're fucked now because you got the steel cage with Drew. And um yeah it's like Cardiff's gonna be amazing in September and everything, but of course it's unfortunately caught the eye of uh Tyson Fury who's looking to be part of it too and SummerSlam. Cause he said, cause he said that after his match last night. Fine, they want to bring Tyson Fury in. That's fine. If if Conor McGregor is not in jail, can we get him to fight those those two to fight? 
Fine. That that'll be our celebrity uh, match. Uh, 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 how? I don't, I, I don't care. How? Connor, Con- Size don't matter, honey. When you're in wrestling. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. That is so true. But also, but also during his press conference, and everything he did call out Drew. So if anything, he might. If anything, it might be Drew. Okay. All right. Quick pause. I, I really don't want. Tyson Fury anywhere near the WWE just because he's a transphobic piece of shit but for the love of fuck stop putting Drew in these stupid stipulation matches get him back in the title picture he does not deserve this he does not deserve to be fighting Happy Corbin he does not deserve to be fighting Mad Cat Smoss or whatever the fuck he's going by now um he doesn't need to be in a fucking gimmick fight with goddamn Tyson Fury. Because I don't want to watch Drew put over another piece of shit. Drew deserves to be back in that title picture. He, he, I don't even care if he, he goes against Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. I just don't want Drew to be stuck in a gimmick. I would If you're going to have a, a, a big feel fight, in all honesty, Roman versus Tyson and just have him knock him the fuck out or Brock versus Tyson. Oh, 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 speaking of Brock, speaking of Brock, um, I, I've seen a couple of tweets now and everything and Brock's next opponent is actually supposed to be Gunther. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I fucking called this months ago. You're welcome. Did I not? You did. You said it. That's what we oh wanted. And I think that'd be a real little match, too. Good. Oh, and let's see. And the last thing I was going to say is I'm officially going to SummerSlam. I'm, I'm going to have to, when my nephew finds out, I'm going to have to like smooth things over with him big time. But this just happened to fall on the day of my wedding anniversary. So it kind of played itself out. And plus, I've never been to Nashville. So it'll be a good experience. <sighs> okay, this is a long ass episode. Jolie, I apologize ahead of time. It's all good. <laughs> all right, and next week. Earlier I said, who's, did someone say takeover? Well, did someone say challenge? Because apparently Jester Challenge is back, and we got some friends coming back on the show to take it, and Kayla has informed me that uh, she's not gonna that we're not gonna like her very much after this one. So wait, we're gonna make the bump boys take it. All right, you got it. They can take it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. As of right now, yeah, the bump boys are coming back. All three of the bump boys are coming back on. For I will it. give you a little hint. Go into more detail. I will say song lyrics does not exist in this challenge. Yes. <laughs> However. Songs will be included. How? I will go into greater detail next week. Also, the songs will be a little long, but you're kind of working together, but you're kind of not. Because each each thing, you're going to get three hints. So basically, um, you guys will have to work together asking, hint, um, say if you want a hint, you basically got to put the hints together. Ask questions to get the right answer that makes sense but like for example if one of them will say 
if let's say I would think one of them, I'm not gonna say let's say one of them's Cody Rhodes, but I wouldn't say Cody Rhodes. It would be like cat, you might like how many titles have he's had? What brand is he on? Because I'm kind of mixing them up a little bit. But um I just want to say bring her, bring her thinking caps. Bump boys, bring her thinking caps. Like I said. They had they 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 did tell me they have been studying. So we'll see. Not for this. <laughs> And on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as this takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.